All right, today is oh, the year's 2006, and it's the 20th of September, eight days after the Pineapple Show, Jimmy Buffett. The excellent and show. <laughs> should we concert recap, or should we talk about some news first? Any well, do we have anything to add to what we said? Because we can no, throw we have it over to Scott because Scott didn't have it's a chance to. Scott, yeah, wasn't there, so uh, at least audibly give his reactions. Sure. He used a surrogate, a proxy, to give his reaction. Yeah, he had to find some on the show notes blog page. Yes, I hope so, everybody enjoyed. Please send my dad comments at pollwonder at wideopenwest.com. Pollwonder. But uh, I just that I don't know if it was all of that. If you read the website, all of that making it special. But I just thought that was a great concert. I thought the band was with it. It looked like everybody was having fun. I mean, fingers that, I mean, it sucked because you couldn't hear them, as, as they mentioned in the last podcast, but the last song, when he uh, ended with uh, Pirate Pirate was just moving. There was two points in that concert where, you know, at the risk of sounding gay, where I thought I was going to be moved to tears. The first one was when he played the video for Here We Are. First time I had heard it, hadn't heard it on Sirius as, as some others have. Uh, just instantly fell in love with that song. Went home that night, looked up the words and said, this is just, this is the song that he has to open or close with in future tours. And then when Fingers was just playing, uh, like that song was you know meant to be played and n most of the parrot heads so-called didn't appreciate it and i was just looking around in awe for a second at everybody's reaction and then i just got tuned back into the music and was appreciating the moment so uh thanks jimmy for remembering us please don't remember us in september next year <laughs> we much prefer you in june or july we're worthy of that and uh that's it great show great experience yeah the here we are was was uh one of those hokey uh don't say that no no, no really in, in a good way <laughs> no i mean i like this i'm a hopeless romantic and that yeah. stuff is uh if you like i said if you're just watching a, that video by yourself at home it's no big deal unless you had a yeah hokey is not a good word for it right. it's probably more like uh I, I said saccharine sweet earlier, really, but not sacrament. Schmaltzy, something like that. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's but not it's fly. really cool in the right. It's not that far from Hokey though. <laughs> so Joe's wrong all over. Yeah. All over the board. In the right atmosphere. Like it's just pie. awesome. I mean, because I like that stuff and that was cool. That was I I, I I couldn't believe it. But that video and that song, it was really cool. Yeah, and of course that was taped. I mean it wasn't live. Yeah, yeah, but he's been he's been According doing, doing that. Yeah, because we heard it. Well, in, uh, did you see the message boards show. afterwards that we're all talking about how it sounded different? Here we are, sounded so much different at the Detroit show, and really? everybody everybody on the message board was convinced that it was done live. Oh, yeah, really? I saw that too. They were like, "Is it live or not?" How, how could because I guess I guess this version that they did in Detroit had backing vocals and stuff, and it was it was bit different than the versions a month ago. I really haven't studied the song that closely. It sounded the same when I heard it over the PA. It could be that it was really not finished mixed before. Yeah, uh, so, version, so and it's, now it's, it's, been mixed it's more ready. polished Well, because the album is going out in, yeah. what, three weeks? Yeah. However, so, the album version. however, I just noticed that uh, Mailboat Records has a, uh, has a page up for the new album with the 
with the final title and the final artwork, which is what we assumed it would be a week or two ago. And originally they had the track list up on Billboard.com, and it had 15 tracks. The 15th was Here We Are. On MailboatRecords.com, it has 14 tracks, and Here We Are isn't listed. Ooh. So I'm thinking, oh, wow. I'm thinking that here we are might be Amazon. might be an enhanced video type deal, okay. an enhanced CD video. Okay. I hope not. That's a yeah, I hope not too, like because, to yeah. because if it is an enhanced, if it is a video on an enhanced CD, then it's not going to be CD quality like, sound. <laughs> He's been in there like four times. You saw I had my wallet. It was on the table. You were carrying it separately, right? You chuck it on the table listeners. out there, right? Yeah. If you find Scott's wallet, email us at... I found Scott's Are you sure you didn't put it in the car? I now remember Mike. Here it is, I got it. Yay! He's in his bag, just satchel the whole time. Scott wins! He found the first! Oh my god, I was having a stroke. Speaking of wallets, I had to throw out my wallet after Tuesday. This is an old wallet from Christmas. <laughs> well, you know what? It took a couple days for mine to dry out. I just, I just tossed mine. It made all my money red, so it's like... My brown wallet made it all red. Yeah, this cheap and my belt, I threw out my belt too because it was all crinkly and stiff. Oh! And well, then we can discuss while Scott's not here. Yeah, let's see. Any little. Uh, oh, you know, there was another thing about the show that I noticed I forgot to mention before. Did you, did you catch on uh, Buffett's guitar strap? It said somebody. And no. I wondered, what the heck? What does that mean? And then I noticed on uh, Max, it said nobody. <laughs> so is that? Oh, that is cool. So like an inside joke going on. So I, know, I am pretty sure they were too far away from me. For me. <laughs> I, I, I think was I nobody. I noticed the somebody, but it didn't even. Well, I saw it. I it couldn't didn't make even occur to me. I figured there somebody. must be something on the back. That doesn't, you know. Okay, somebody. So that's cool. Somebody but and Max nobody. said nobody. Do we start with A1A? Well, wait, chapter two. Yeah, we done? I'm done with news. That's the only thing yeah, I wanted to share. We need to play the uh, album review theme. Yeah. And then we can start the album reviews. Do we have an album review theme? Yeah, we just heard it. And, <laughs> and now we can move in. That was this, week's, this week's album review was suggested by one of our faithful listeners who emailed us and said, the podcast sucks. You don't talk about anything I like. Why don't you do a review on A1A? And I wrote back and said, screw you, but thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> we'll do it right away. Maybe. All right, so uh, start A1A, album facts. Oh, we're really doing it? Oh, crap. I thought we were just going to humor him. And then I was just going to fade it out and bring up the theme song. <laughs> yeah. uh, December of 74, this album came out, and it was at least the first time, I, but it was only his third album, that he had two albums in the same year. You want guys want to get into the old argument about what was the yeah, second well, that's, that's what I'm that's bringing the up. That's so the one what, thing I remember what about album, where our, our history starts with White's Board Code is album one, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the Wasted Way in the yeah, we don't, we don't, we Yeah, and even, even Jimmy considers. So uh, this is what album is it, Mike? <laughs> what number? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make you say it. I'm not going to get into it. That's my <laughs> earliest memory of, of <laughs> listening to Buffett is these guys debating whether... Uh, what was it, Living and Dying? Yeah. Well, no, no, dying, I right? thought it was Havana Daydreaming. Living and Dying and A1A was the thing here. No, right? but the argument was you thought Havana was the third album and A1A was after. Yeah, no. That was really? the argument. That was the argument? It was yeah. a, I, I you knew remember. Living and Dying was number two. 
I'm pretty sure that's Wow, right. that's even dumber than I thought. <laughs> in fact, no, it was because they're the same year, right? No, living and dying in. Are yeah, they're living and dying is the same year as A1A, but I, we didn't have information like years. Well, you got the copyright on the back cover. Yeah, but I thought that's This why. was recorded. Well, we didn't have, like, we didn't have any covers. It was at your house. This is recorded oh. in Tennessee in August 1974. Yeah, that's where his uh, liner notes are dated August 1974. Wood, Wolkington, or Wolkland, Wood. Wolkington. Easy for you to say. It's W O O D L K A N D August 1974. Oh, I got Woodland Sounds Studios. It's Woods Rum. Oh, maybe my when I cut and pasted it, I edited K. I have Woodland Sound Studios, Tennessee, August 74. But and it was released in December. But I think Garryman was Havana came right after it, and Rancho Deluxe was also that time of the next year too. So in two years, he had like four things come out. It was dedicated again to Miss Jane because I think Living Dying said to Miss Jane. Ah, there's your clue. Well, and Havana says, Mike, Mike, this is the fourth album, again to Miss Jane. Now we know how album titles change daily. Yeah, but, no. According to some facts that was on Buffett World, they said that, and I think I read that before, Migration was going to be the name, and they changed A1A. So. And it seems to me that when he made the, when he took the cover shoot and tried to design the album, uh, that's where A1A came from. Yeah, it was the, the trip, and the trip was the album. Yes, very good. Or the, the cover was the trip, the trip was the cover. Well, definitely, I I mean, even the, the Church of Buffett people, this was, you couldn't find a bad review of this album. Oh, this this is the ultimate for the Church of Buffett guy. Yeah. yeah. This is the one they honor. I mean, White Sport Coat was fun, catching, interesting, living and dying showed this us is, this guy this was for real. It all came to It all came together for, on Pilgrimage. A1A. Which those people are freaks. Right now, and and before we even review it, I think it's it's unfair to try to like com compare this to Banana Wind or something. It's right. two different like artists. It's different. Two yeah. different bands. Two different periods. Different eras for sure. Yeah. So it's well, like it's almost, it's unfair to you can't. It's like comparing Babe Ruth to Hank Aaron to well, Barry Bonds. I, I hate to keep saying my mantra, but every Buffett album is different. It's at that point in his life. And when the earlier stuff is is similar because he was putting albums out every year. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's and not a lot of change. To, there's a difference That's back here. He had to because he had to make money. Yeah. I mean, he's a little more desperate now. He had this, to make money? <laughs> no. Wait a second. He was making music, music for, him. for money. Now, at this point, I'm, my uh, earlier in the year, he, he Living and Dying, come Monday, was a fairly big hit. Right, the WJR played that one, even my grandpa. I yeah. can remember driving him with my grandpa and him humming to uh, come Monday. I remember know, years later, I mean, after seeing Buffett for years, and I remember, the, what was the show, Solid Gold? Remember the Solid yeah. Gold Dancers? And that's Buffett, the only thing I remember. Buffett was one of the few acts, or ever, maybe the only act I've ever seen perform on Solid Gold live, not lip-syncing. And he brought his entire band. It wasn't just Buffett oh, wow. with, with sounds I had from no who knows idea. where. Wow. You know, I remember the show. Joe Solid pulled that one out. Yes. And he, cause We're going to verify that because I think that might have been Joe's fantasy. Solid gold <laughs> dancers, dancers and Buffett. Solid gold dancers. He dressed it all. <laughs> yeah, that's all a fantasy of Joe's, I think. So uh, anyway, he, he had just come off Come Monday with Living and Dying. They probably said, look, get another album out there. Yeah. And they probably yeah. didn't expect this. There's no hit like Come Monday on this thing. But he's, his life changed. But there should have been. I mean, how Yeah, but is there, Come Monday is a little more, it's a little more pop yeah. hit-ish to it. And this thing doesn't. I mean, this 
the, the, oh, yeah. the songs he wrote, but well, it also was a different Pirate Looks at 40 came out. You can't put Pirate yeah, Looks at 40 on AM radio. That's the thing. That it's what they pushed on the radio. And yeah. Come Monday was very radio friendly, so that they pushed it. My theory is that they said, look, we got to cash in on this hit, get another album. At the same time, he goes down to Key West with, with, with Come Monday hit or whatever. And he, and he starts writing songs about his lifestyle back then, and it, it's just a great album. And it's one of those albums where uh, everybody, uh, he did make it big, but it's one of those things where if he never did make it big, people would say, well, why don't you make stuff like A1A? And he, if everybody said that to him, bought the album, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't be struggling. I mean, the people like Kenny Long have said that. They were all, everybody just talks, talks to him about how great his first album was when he left Messina, but he's like, if everybody who said that to me bought the album, I'd be making that music all the time. I mean, where were you then? And this was like his version, Buffett's version of that, I think. But he ended up, I, I mean, we can talk about it later with Havana, where he's like struggling and Changes was the desperate album that he came up with. If that didn't hit, he probably would have just gone into oblivion. Well, Buffett said, I got, I got a hit, I can start making my own music. He even has a making music for money in here. He, he writes, and his lifestyle changed. Well, he didn't write making music. But they, yeah, they have record didn't. deals, though. Well, Alex he had, Harvey he wrote that. that. ABC Records, and they probably, he yeah. probably had a number of records he had to put out. Yeah. Right? That's Because that's what they well, did. They, they signed, like, like, an eight-record deal or whatever. He has to do that number of records, and then that's Unless it. Unless you then change your name they, like Prince. They... they, they Resign him or resign him, but they might. You might only make. He might only get as much money to make a record as he made, you know, on the previous one, right? The amount of money spent on the record might change. Yeah, if you hit or not. I guess if they, they decide if they're going to promote it, based on you know how good yeah. they think it is. So what I, I just think is uh, his lifestyle changed the same time he finally had a hit. I don't think this is what they were looking for, but they they still stuck with him because he had a deal. But he still, I mean, he had a, he, this album cover doesn't make sense. He still was like in co almost complete control, it seems, of what he was recording and what the album looked like. Because it kind of looks, this is one, uh, this didn't come with lyrics. I like the album cover. Well, that's it right, Living and Dying didn't either. I, even, the, even the ABC, I don't think. No, but I didn't check it out. sitting there in one of those chairs on a porch with yeah. the Mick Light. No, it's, it's, it's a beach, it's not a porch either. Yeah, what's, it's, it's right like, on the sand. On yeah, the chair with, the, with palms yeah. coming down all over. I just love these drinking that beer. <laughs> it's like, ah, I want to be right there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, uh, <coughs> it's just a definitive album, especially for the Kobo people. I, just, I haven't be, listened to the album in years. And I, oh, I actually thought that I had it on yeah. CD, and I looked, I couldn't find it, and now I... Went to iTunes, of course, and downloaded it, and now it's it's not. I've been doing songs that I like off these podcasts. I've been calling it a new mix and just adding a song or two. I skipped the new mix, and A One A has its own playlist now. Yeah, it uh, mine's one of the double CDs because I think it was paired with Volcano. It is. It's with Volcano because that's the one I opened. Oh, I would have thought it would have been paired with Living and Dying. No, it's just paired. No, in fact, it's the two for no, one. There was no rhyme or reason to pairing. Right. Whatever fat, fat. Yeah, I mean, I fat remember those disc. double. It's just fat. Fat. It's fat. fat. <laughs> well, yeah, Small I think. They just ran out of room the future, on that. The future tense of fit is fat. Mm -hmm. I didn't listen to you kids. I don't know if I had that. I don't know what CD I had, but I had ripped it. I, I don't know what uh, I used to listen to my iPod. I did not listen to my vinyl. For the first time, I had a vinyl and didn't listen to it for our homework. 
and I have two or three versions of this album, ABC and MCA. And I think I forgot I had the ABC and bought it again at Gibraltar Trade Center or something. So this is one of those two where I have a couple of on. on yeah, because the one on iTunes is the copyright 1988. So yeah, that's, that's probably the CD. Right? That's the CD. Yeah. The CD. But I, I know I had it on eight track for the car, and I may have had it on cassette mm -hmm. and for his escort. CD. And <laughs> you could find any of them. I had multiple. It was at the kind of that era. Now I had you know many copies of this. Yeah, I, li I listened to this album, Darren and I got into this album uh, just out of high school. And this was kind of the summer, maybe summer of 90 for whatever reason. We went and get, got the tape or had the tape and started listening to it and, and, and enjoyed it. And, uh, Should we move to the first song? Yeah, we're ready to yeah. dive into the first Let's track. dive in. <laughs> Our DJ <laughs> making new music for money now. He, he didn't write this. No, um, no. I am not going to. I'm going to. Alex Harvey, song who I'd never heard of. Does anybody know? Did he do anything else? Alex Harvey. Alex Harvey. You know, sounds wow. really familiar from Kenny something. Rogers recorded this. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Is it really slow? Kenny Rogers. No, it Lots sounds strange. I. Uh, he didn't write that, but I'm obviously the theme of the song. Fitz Buffett, and it's like he's revisited this theme over and over with homemade music. And, mm -hmm. I mean, it just fits. Except the money part. Yeah. I don't know if he's kind of... He's dropped... He's, maybe at <laughs> first he lived by that, but I don't know if it's... He's conveniently dropped the uh, mention of doing it all for charity. <laughs> <laughs> doing it all for the heck of it. Oh, he'll play for gumbo. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I stand corrected. And, and seriously. But so unfortunately, every couple albums he has a song. When I like went it. to Ticketmaster.com for my ticket, it didn't say or gumbo. But I think yeah. somewhere along the line, every good musician—it's almost like athletes. Every good musician who's really good never starts off wanting to be rich. They sit yeah. with their guitar in their little right? corner, yeah. and it's just about a moment. That, that's what this song reminds me of. It's just him and his guitar and his, and his music. Yeah. <laughs> we almost had a new, yeah. we had a non-speaking part. Some guy in a resolve just made an appearance. <laughs> he expected yeah. someone else in here. No, but I think that's, you know, as an artist in Key West at the time, that's probably what he was feeling. And hey, that's, he's making the music. Well, good artists, I mean, he's good, he wants to make money, but good artists, there's always there's that extra thing there, too. Right. I mean, there's the whole artistic thing going on that they can't stop. You know, and now people say that he's making music for money. Well, I disagree with that because he doesn't need the money at this point. You know? He needs more toys. He wants to buy that bigger yacht. <laughs> it's always upgrading the yachts. And of course, remember, he just he upgraded flies. his airplane. <laughs> yeah, in case anybody. I saw pictures of that. That's on the <laughs> he, net somewhere. He he's trying to figure out how to put jet engines on his yacht. Mm -hmm. Combine the two passions. Door number three. Door number three. Jimmy awesome. Buffett, Steve Goodman. Awesome tune. Yeah. And, uh, just a great song. Yeah, great song. Yes. I mean, if you, you know, obviously back then people watched the show. A lot of the new newbies these days would never know what that is. Yeah, they don't. They wouldn't know Monty and Kevin. Yeah, this was a, I, yeah. he actually played this in concert early on. I remember hearing it live. Oh, I've oh, yeah. heard it because you used to say uh, everybody yeah. would put number yeah. three, yeah. three fingers. I'm holding three fingers. <laughs> you get to swear during. Yeah, you get to yeah. swear. Yeah, an audience favorite. Then get rich, you son uh, of a bitch. But then here he's calling oh, Monty he, Hall a son of a bitch. Uh, Dallas. 
If you ever get the chance. Look, Dallas, great song. Yep. And when I first, there's two songs I, the first time I listened to this album, I really liked right away. And this was one of them. Yep. But it almost like doesn't fit with the album. And did he write this or was this Bartlett? Roger Bartlett. Yeah. But I'm, I'm wondering, like, he didn't write much of the first side. I think he only wrote like the last song. He wrote "Presents to Send You." Oh, he did write that. Oh, Life that is just a up. tire swing. Pirate looks at forty. Stories. Migration. John Sebastian. Trying to reason with a hurricane season. Nautical well, wheelers. We went too far. We're talking about the first side. Well, he's now. trying to get with, uh, when does it tire swing. Tire swing. I think yeah, tire swing, and then Pirate looks at forty's after tire swing, correct? Right. That starts the second side. Yeah. Presents. But well, Dallas, Ryan Dallas, Dallas thinking, uh, you know, he played a lot in Texas around that period of time. Did he like hate Dallas or something? Or well, Roger Bartlett did. Yeah. yeah, he wrote it. And like, did he ever play Dallas when he went to Dallas? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> You're blowing my mind. <laughs> the other thing, speaking of that, is is when he does come Monday and he's in California. Yeah, he's kind what of. What does he say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, Dallas. It's a great song, but it just doesn't seem to fit the rest of the album, but that's fine with me. It's, and, and it stuck out for me in a good way when I first heard it. Yeah, it's still it's a great little song. song. <laughs> and we'll have to figure out if he ever plays it in Dallas. <laughs> if you ever get the chance to go to Houston. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go to Dallas instead. Because <laughs> yeah. I really, I really Dallas. love Dallas. I love Dallas now. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> and he had, a, he had a... Uh, his guitar tech was named Charlie Dallas, wasn't he? The big fat guy. Maybe it was about oh, him. Is that the guy that died? Yeah. Oh wow. His name oh, was Charlie Dallas. Name. So I if you ever get a chance to work with Dallas, take a <laughs> Yeah, that's what he sings in Dallas. Yeah. That's what I was saying the whole time. He yeah, he brings Charlie Dallas on, but now he can't do that anymore. This guy wrote the song. I'm just saying that's what anymore. That was the one he threw the brick at and killed on stage. That's right. On the 87 show, my favorite 1987 show, when he brought the preacher out to bring him back to life. <laughs> Presents to send you. There sits a fifth of tequila. God, I swore I'd never drink it again. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like Buffett. <laughs> yeah, it does. Now that you mention it. Well, where's Greg to talk about these, this drinking song? That's <laughs> right. Yeah. He mentions There's tequila. no drinking songs on this record. <laughs> uh, Greg. <laughs> You were too drunk to notice. <laughs> you play this for it, your It's children. another <laughs> great, great, solid song. It's a yeah, solid oh, song, and it's, it's got that uh, that hook. Song. I got presents to send you, like um, something you didn't always hear. Lyric, I, I loved it. It, it, it. This song it's is still, solid, both lyrically and musically. Though the music, in itself, in its own right, is just great to listen to. I listened to it once, without trying to focus on the lyrics, and then again. You know, and you appreciate it both ways. Um, and it's a it's a love song. Stories we could tell. Who wrote this? John B. Sebastian. That's the one I was thinking of. Yep. For some reason, I thought it would be a Goodman song. Nope, in my head, but no. Another great song. Great, great song. Yep. He's played this live fairly yes. recently too. Oh, does he? I don't really remember. He always plays it like at the uh, his acoustic deals, like uh, he was doing those benefits for the. Mm -hmm. Schools out there. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones you should put on on CD. Yeah. Just in case anybody cares. Are we still in Dallas? Did we leave Dallas? <laughs> we left Dallas. We're telling stories. <laughs> okay. past Houston. We passed it by. Okay. Now life We're is just a tire swing. 
Yeah, we're not. I, again, I'm going to say thumbs up to every song, so I, I can't. Yeah, get, yeah it's, it's, it's hard. Life is just a tire swing. Again, this album is going great. This is the first side. So how autobiographical is, is it? Just song? him. Well, this is for whatever. Yeah, he just wrote this, and for whatever this is worth, I do not know to this day if this is true. But I'll throw this out as a story that somebody tried to profess to me that they were dating somebody who lived in Wyandotte. Yeah, a town near where we're recording. And that was Jimmy Buffett's cousin Baxter from this song. Huh. So That's, cousin Baxter's from Michigan? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. So, but they could relocate. She, she was, this woman, was. it's a nice woman, a teacher, who... Was was dating? Played tennis. I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> this was actually a teacher that I teach with currently. Oh, okay. in Southgate. She's a teacher in Southgate. And, now Baxter's not that common a name. And this was my first year, like one of my first year teaching, and of course I'm professing, Baxter. you know, Buffett. And this is like our second or third year with her. She comes to me and she's like, "You'll never guess who I met. You'll never guess who I met." And through some strange transactions, she ended up going on a blind date with this guy who professed <laughs> out of some random conversation that they had that he was the Baxter from this song from in Wyandotte, Michigan. So, for whatever that's worth. Uh, if you know otherwise, please send <laughs> yeah, comments. And Baxter, if you're listening. <laughs> Baxter, write us Email at Baxter. I am Baxter. <laughs> and uh, and we can, we can uh, have you as a guest. Cousin Baxter. You can, can, you can us meet us. Unless his name just happened to be Baxter and he got wind of this song, he thought he could really get <laughs> hit with the chicks. <laughs> the few people that have heard <laughs> yeah. the song. mentioned to me, well, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm in one of his songs. <laughs> well, it, it's a great song. and uh, It's how I learned about what It's like Grant before Wood. Pascagoula Run. I mean, it's Grant like, Wood faces, you know yeah. what I mean? If you, if I had you, no idea who Grant Wood was before I heard the song. I didn't figure out what that meant. Yeah, it didn't even dawn on me that he meant the artist. I was thinking, oh, it's like a subdivision called Grantwood. And I had to, no idea. I had to look it up because I had no idea. To continue on the storyline, and I don't can't remember if it was the same person who told me this story, but they did Grantwood. In the in the '90s, Buffett had a nephew who turned 21 and was going to some college. Okay, and as a present, Jimmy sent a paid escort. To visit him on his twenty sure first birthday. Take that for whatever it's worth. Nah, Buffett car. went up a couple notches in my book when I heard that story. <laughs> yeah. um, now we're gonna get sued. The only thing my people. the only thing my <laughs> uncle ever sent me was like ten dollars in a card. Uh, <laughs> I got like an encyclopedia set. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> I got a cease and desist order for the podcast. <laughs> A pirate looks at 40. What can you okay, say? Okay, now we're going to the second side, right? Yeah, flip Now, the album is a great album. And, and I'm going to say, this second side is just bam, 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 bam. I guess <laughs> that's, are, that's a Flintstones <laughs> imitation from uh, Joe. I mean, all these songs, Hulk you could hear. I, need, I didn't get the reference. You could hear these in concert every single time you see them. But, I mean, I would have no problem. It's like... When he plays, we talk about pencil, thin mustache, a grapefruit, juicer fruit. We don't need both of them in the show at the, yes. in the yes. same show, right? But these, no problem. And these are just, and this is the, this is the whole 
Yeah. Key West thing. Every one of these. It's time to let Pendleton Mustache go, Jimmy, if you're listening. And grapefruit. Because that's I'm really not. So bold. Yeah, it's just not well, a I, great I'd concert. I'd rather hear Pendleton once in a while just for the brill, brill cream yeah. line. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's grapefruit juicy fruit was never one of my favorites. But that's another album. This side, this is one of the greatest all-time sides of an album ever, by anybody. Lyrically as and musically. As far as I'm place. concerned. Yeah. yeah. And every, I mean, you got... Every facet. I mean, you, you, you could pop up a lot of other albums. I'm just saying, this is just awesome. You, you, you kick it off they don't with stop. the song. Yeah, Pirate looks at four. Man, it just blows you away immediately. Everything about it, it's perfect. Here he is telling us, he's telling a story but he, in the first person, but it's really not about him, but it kind of is. He gets this whole feeling across about himself, but at the same time, he just takes someone else's life and then tells it in the first person. And it just blew me away. The way it just, and they, we all know, I mean, the song's a classic. Yep. And then hearing it again in A1A with fingers, and thank God we could hear him live doing this song. Yeah, I would have been so pissed if we couldn't hear this song. Pure, unadulterated Jimmy Buffett. I mean, he wrote songs up until this album, but this album... He really honed his writing skills oh, on yeah. this album. Didn't he? Did, I remember reading that he took a lot of time off before this album, or it was it was downtime or something because he really concentrated on the writing. Well, that's where the song is in Key West, right? I remember reading that. Yeah, but wasn't he in Key West before? I mean, wasn't Pinker Station written in Key West? I don't think so. I don't know about that. I know I this thought was a trip because this was this was it. This was Jerry Jeff Walker right. and everything. This is where they got into the way. And, and, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming he living in I mean, things got a little easier for him. He had come Monday, and and he felt a little better about it. And now he's going to write tunes and make a new album. And it, it didn't. Maybe it was a year between the national scene or something. And he just I yeah. Thought, no, I swear he was in Key West for. Pink but maybe for, I thought that's what I have found me a home was about. Was about. Key and that's off Pink Crustacean. Well, we'd like to, I don't know, you know, maybe he was. Got to crack open the Buffett biographies. Maybe he was yeah. dabbling around down there. But, I mean, this was like, I don't know. Well, this was, this was like, return, uh, or this was more like saying this is where, this is where I'm going to make my music. But I do remember reading that, uh, that there was something that kept him from either touring or whatever, and he put all his energy into writing, and he said that's why A1A came out as good as it did because he just he had nothing to do but write. Interesting. I, I remember reading. I remember reading that quote, but I can't remember where I read it. I, I do remember reading that quote. I believe it because the songs are almost like. I mean, you you're conscious of him writing it. I mean, as we go in the next songs, he's yeah. You could you could almost there. you could almost see him sitting yeah. on the beach writing the song, exactly. and then performing it later. Um, yeah, what time way. is it? Now, let's so let's move this was this Watergate time? This saw, this seventy four. Yeah. Right? No, not seventy. Seventy four. Seventy four was the impeachment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never so this was written at least during Watergate, and he doesn't even mention yeah. it. Mm, Watergate. It's not political at all. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't care. He's just off. On he didn't the beach care. He was on the beach. He didn't even know what was happening. <laughs> I was three. I didn't care either. <laughs> I was terrified. I thought the whole country was going to. I was. I was. I was, I was, uh, I was just getting potty trained. They didn't have bullets back then, so be on we were in trouble. And, <laughs> this was still a fairly new, recent album when I, when I first got it. Yeah. It was in the 70s. Yeah, it was just a few years old. I know. We never even made it to the next song yet, Migration. Uh, and it was, this. you know, I'm listening to this album. I went through like 10 days, two weeks, whatever, borrowing albums and listening to everything Buffett. 
from somewhere over China downward. And then this told me this told me everything I needed to know about Buffett the song. It was like reading a book about okay, gave me all the facts kind of thing. At least that's the way I took it. I mean, it's just a classic song, and he doesn't play this enough. I, I like the uh, the line about the. Uh, Trailers, motorhomes, motorhomes. Yeah. Motorhomes are smuggling my keys. Smuggling the keys. I hate those keys. bastards so much. Yeah. Now I'll do an interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start doing a line of at every podcast that we do now, like a, a favorite Buffett line of the month. Why is one of those your favorite line? You can mention it. Well, no, it's. I mean, there's Never. so many in this song. Oh crap! We shut the door. Suddenly we're, we're in Best Buy and somebody's checking out the sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it does exactly sound like that. Um, this is also at the time. I mean, I know we've seen songs like this at the time in the mid '70s, but it was weird. He never says the word migration. Yeah. That's the name of the song. Yeah, it's, a it's just great it's just a perfect, song. perfect song. It tells mm-hmm. his biography up to that point, pretty much all you need to know. Anyway. Was Matt Benton involved? That's the question. <laughs> He isn't flying yet. <laughs> he wasn't yet a, a pilot yet. Okay. <laughs> the song is called Migration, which doesn't mean flying, but it kind of conjures up that image. Trying to reason. With hurricane season, me and Greg, Greg and I's uh, final exam song. It, this my one, he hits you like from the get-go. My this this Greg, song doesn't like Greg. Greg. This, this song. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> even I knew that. This song yeah, is even eyes knew that. <laughs> Well, uh, one of my favorite all-time Buffett songs. Uh, yes, yeah. right up there. And I didn't realize that until it's one of the songs I forgot about it, and it came back after this it's, album. It's it like a good book, the opening line. I mean, squalls out on the Gulf Stream, big storms coming soon. Wouldn't you, if you were reading, and that was the opening line of the book, you want to keep reading? Man. It just grabs you. Or, and yeah, he turned into the picture, man. I mean, you see, yeah. it, there's a storm coming in. Yeah. It's, yeah, should I go inside? No, I'll just sit in my hammock and yeah. pass out. Yeah, wow. When he married what a great his song. hammock, sat on his beach, and then he made up this yeah. song. Stumbled yeah. next door to the bar. Yeah, it's just perfect. Which and of course, we say, trying to reason with final exam season. I could use some rest. Whatever. Yeah. It, I have good memories of this using this song to keep us awake. Can't run at this pace very long. I know. <laughs> it, just, great, it just fit. That's a great <laughs> and The song just fit. Again, he doesn't say the title, right? It's just, the pirate looks forward, trying to reason, migration. These are just what the song's about, like mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like the chapter of a book or something. Yep. And then the other song besides Dallas that stuck out immediately, and I couldn't stop singing myself, was the next song, Nautical Wheelers. Yeah. And it took a long time to, to ever figure out what, what that meant. Nautical Wheelers. What the yeah. hell is Nautical Wheelers? Well, what is it exactly? Isn't it the? It's a square dancing group. Oh, they think called I, themselves the Nautical Wheelers. Yeah, yeah, that was before you could quickly Google stuff. I don't yeah. think I. I think it was the box set where I where he said that, that might have been in the. In the yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think that that's was where we finally found out that it was. I thought it was just like an expression. Yeah, I thought it was expression. Yeah, some yeah, poetic. Yeah, poetic expression, but it's actually the name of of a dance group, huh? and it's I'm a sucker for a good waltz. Play fiddle so much. Uh, yeah, and just love the song. I was referred to as a gay one. He's a. He just said he was a hopeless romantic hey, uh, quote. <laughs> now he just said he's a sucker for good waltz. Wall. <laughs> and <laughs> I. You're fighting back tears. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no, uh, waltz. I love waltz. Like, Roger Klein plays waltzes. 
three-quarter time, man. And Living and Dying is three-quarter time. The line is the line was the previous album. The previous album was the line. <laughs> I uh, that was weird. It's like it was supposed to be on, or he just had that album cover and titled like the line, yeah, and then he yep. liked the line and fit it in. Yeah. And then one more, bam! This whole side is unbelievable. Tin Cup Chalice. And it took a long time to finally hear this in concert. Yeah. I think it was, well, for me, and it was a live by the Bay Tour. They, this is another one they play a lot on Sirius. This is, well, so I tried to learn to like oysters because of this song. I, I mean, I, I don't. I was going to say that. I, I had oysters drink, because of this song. I did too. And it was the whole shrimp, all that. I don't eat seafood. And I've tried to get over that and because of Buffett. And I, because I want to. Oysters you know, and beer for dinner yep. every day of the year. I'm like, this got to be good, right? So I right. had oysters and beer at, uh, you know, it was, it was my former boss, Bert. Remember Bert from Perry Drugs? Yeah. His wedding. And they had yeah. oysters. Yeah, that's oh, when I tried oysters. It was like, that's right, Nick was there. Yeah. It's like, hey, we can finally try oysters. So it's so everything like I remember singing like, give me snot and beer for dinner every day of the year. When you need to eat weren't a food we, a certain way, then it should not life? be eaten. Yeah, this is like Greg with the hot peppers. What you do is just let it slide down your throat. Don't chew it or anything. Yeah, you have to well, toss it back. Toss it to the back of your tongue. Then why you have it? Yeah. yeah. Plug your nose. And you have to swallow it all? Why, well, what is the he point? would be like, yeah, chew it in the back and then swallow it in chunks because then it would be too hot. I'm like, well, then why eat it if you can't taste okay, it? Okay, let me describe. I believe it was Red Lobster when I first tried it. And I had to get up. Because I almost spewed on the table. <laughs> I almost you get spewed on the, mental thing. On the table. Taste. It felt like something that should not be in your mouth. Yeah, and I you and don't want to go. You don't. I forced it down and immediately went into the bathroom and threw it up. <laughs> immediately. We, I had it and it was just like nothing. Then I was afraid of getting like sick because I'm not used to eating it. And it's just, it's similar to well, it's different than muscles and stuff, but. Oh. It sounds like it should be great. I know. And just the way he says it, give me oysters and beer for dinner every day of the year. Yeah. But goodness gracious, you got to fry them up or something. <laughs> Deep fry those suckers, man. Or drink enough beer. <laughs> I forgot that you guys were at that one. I was thinking of that driving here. Yeah. So, final thoughts. That's the last, Any? I mean, anything else to add about the song? And then final thoughts? Mm, it's getting burned tonight since I just downloaded it yesterday. Making its way to the vehicle. This is just, this is a special album. It really is. It's like one of the uh, uh, ultimate Buffett discs that, that, uh, that there is. I know, we like the old stuff. I get the new stuff that's due. I don't want to compare them Yeah, you can't much. really compare You just them. can't compare them. But this... I mean, and the, the new people that didn't, didn't even know Fingers wasn't being heard yeah. this week. <laughs> the people that don't even know who Fingers is. Yeah. Put on this Put on this album. Pirate, and give it a couple listens. So, yeah. I hate to be a downer as usual. But yeah, I know. You've been quiet for this. Yeah. I really don't care for the first side of this album yeah. all that much. Second side, I admit, is awesome. It's like prime grade A USDA Buffett. But the first side, I really, I really, really don't care all that much for. I can, I can see it because it's a little different than the maybe, other side. Maybe it's because side two like is it. so good. Maybe. 
but it's almost like the filler songs are on the first side. Yeah. But they hook me. There's some hook to these songs. They're every single one I like. Yeah. But I can't say the first time I heard it, I just this this is awesome songs. I grew. I listen. In fact, this is one of those albums I listened to, and then I figure out what song was that one, because they're all titled. You know, they didn't ha they didn't hook me with a repeating line, and uh, but that but the first side kind of grew on me more. Though I like Dallas right away. That's like the most. I don't See, know. Dallas had to grow on me. I didn't like that initially. I just liked the whole album right away. Yeah. Well, I remember getting into Buffett and then. Then like Mike, I think we're having beers, and then when Mike, I wanted to listen to Buffett, then Mike went through every song and every album through the evening. <laughs> every, I think that's my favorite song in that album. <laughs> and it, he's like, everything was a thumb. Pirate looks at 40, <laughs> trying to reason with hurricane season. I'm not getting everything. You know, I'm like, I haven't heard it yet. And he's spewing out these titles. And then when I see them, like, I think I remember Mike saying that title. But then he doesn't say the, I'm just listening to the album, I don't even know what track is what. Which is so ironic, because I did that with so many people. Like, you know, you'd have, and you try to share that, and people, who in the hell is Jimmy Buffett, and why? They know, so many people that didn't understand. He was so excited. So it's weird that our worlds collided, that I found freaks about Buffett, you know, who are just as much in awe, because my buddy Darren, who been out of town. I'm dying to get him on the podcast because he's he was it. Like I introduced him to Buffett, and he was the only one who said, "This is great stuff." And yeah. we went and got the albums together, and we had to be the first ones to get them. We waited. I mean, it was. Yeah, well, Mike and Hud. I was like, they're liking this stuff. I'm like, what? what? This is pretty good. I gotta hear some more, yeah. which doesn't happen all the time. I mean, you try to get you try to get a lot of people. You know, listen, listen. Most people just. I don't know. Uh, and that was a few a, people that catches right. Yeah, and that was in in high school for me. So picture yourself, you know, as a freshman, sophomore, trying to sell Buffett to this was the... Well, he doesn't have the picture. I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah nice but you guy. were in high school in the 70s. Yeah. I'm talking in the I'm talking <laughs> in the big hair bands of the 80s. Don't hit a mic. Well, it's even... Look, back then in the 70s, country was unheard of, unheard of. And this would, oh, this yeah. would be lumped with country. Yeah. And you'd be just a nerd if you were listening to this stuff. Yeah, because yeah. in country fact, was really sloppy. And the, yeah, it was twangy. And it was and just, you had yeah. those commercials because dub... It wasn't before W4 was country. What was the other country? It wasn't Dino Day around here. But what was great is all those people Buffett's. that looked at you at high school like you were a strange freak, didn't understand you. I can remember like one or two years into college going on the lawn at Pine Knob and seeing a half a dozen people. It was like a high school reunion. And I'm thinking, that guy used to make fun of me for listening to Buffett. And there he is in a freaking grass skirt, you know, and a coconut bra. And I'm thinking... Ten but, years ago, well, by college we were doing we were doing uh, Buffett parties in there, you know, and and uh, I, some people got hooked because of our Buffett parties. I think most people get hooked um, to Buffett now because of the party. Yeah, it's kind of tough to to attract them through the music. Yeah, actually, I think it's kind of rare to get them through the music first and then get them to the show. Yeah, they, maybe usually they, it's get them to the show for the party yeah. and then after the party get them to listen to. Yeah, then they stop and listen. Hey, you know, that's actually pretty good. But I know a couple of times I've gone worked with guys, and then they're, they're gone, going and with some girl to Jimmy Buff, whatever. And then he comes back. Oh man, what a what a party! I was on the lawn. And he doesn't know half. Yeah, yeah. He knew a couple songs, and that was about it. It was just a big party. It was like what, like it was a big best kept secret around. You know, like but those parties. You know, the first that that show, I, I was didn't even have my license. I made my parents take me to Hill Auditorium. To see Buffett out there in, in Ann Arbor, 
<laughs> yeah, this is the guy that's listening to Alice Cooper. And, yeah. yeah. And, well, and, you like, picture that me Go with my parents yeah. and Bill well, and Roland. And HUD, duh. You know, I'm listening to this guy with HUD and then his favorite song, Chanson pour les petits enfants. You know, mm -hmm. like, HUD listening to this song. <laughs> but is this a joke? Now let's put on Alice Cooper Goes to Hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing two live crew. You know, I, I, I had some tape mix that I made myself. It had two live crew, and three songs in after two live crew, and Poison, I think, maybe even some Rat thrown in. There's Buffett singing Coconut Telegraph. You know, because that was the first album I had, so I was making putting songs off that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird how that happens. Yeah. But you appreciate. It was just good music, Spanish. A1A. I'm going to come back here and throw that in at you guys. What did the snail say to the when he was on the turtle's back? Whee! Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that what you're remembering? Can he come back for our big finish? Listen, you're gonna, we're no, making... We could have, have joke of the week. Yeah, that's your you joke, of the, joke of the week. By the way, my hero son, <laughs> our joke of the week.